so I'm t- <laughs> I'm taking a risk and like it is what it is. I have to do it at the end of the day. But I so let me just give you guys a little background into how this goes on a Thursday evening. So you guys are gonna be hearing this on Friday morning, but on a Thursday evening, at some point in the evening, I just decide, okay, I'm a I'm a record <laughs> and. Very little planning goes into this just to give you a peek behind the, the, the curtain or the veil as, as, as they like to say. And normally, you know, we get through it like we have a bit of fun. You know, it is what it is. Never, never anything at risk. But at this current stage in our, in our economy and in our country, it's a mad risk to just do things unplanned, bruh. Like for, for one, my laptop's barely charged imagine like who who do i think i am to not charge my laptop at every waking moment that i have electricity like how dare i as a human being in south africa (laughs) like it's no joke at any moment they can cut me and boom i don't know how we're gonna do this but we will do it i'm wasting time telling you guys all about the stress that i have in recording right now but Regardless of that stress, I would like to welcome you to the currently untitled. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a second. <laughs> Whew, wait a second. I was uh, that was muscle memory. <laughs> we are no longer currently untitled, gents and ladies, ladies and gentlemen. We have a name, and that name is Welcome to the Donkey's Best Friend Podcast or the DBF Podcast. I am. Your resident donkey, Bobito, aka the Funk Soul Brother, aka Bobito Mosquito, aka Styles B, aka Master B, aka BMX, and you are listening to the 14th episode of the t- of the podcast, but the first episode as the DBF. And guys, I gotta tell you, first and foremost, kiss my excuse the pun as to those of you who, who didn't think i was gonna make the deadline that i said you didn't set it first and foremost remember that i set the deadline i do this it's me and <laughs> listen to me <laughs> i get a name <laughs> and now and now i'm talking down to you guys first and foremost i and before i even continue with my little rant that i was about to go on i have to be completely grateful to all of you who listen to this podcast not only do i have to be i am you guys make this extremely fun with your interactions your banter just your reactions to the name uh the branding i want to give a personal and wholehearted shout out to the man the legend the man himself uh hayden jennings uh for providing me with the branding of the podcast helping me through the journey i mean i don't know shit about shit (laughs) so he definitely um not only helped me with the colorways um the actual logo i mean i can't draw or do anything like that for shit but my boy really um helped me out and i really do appreciate it and guys if you need any form of like that kind of stuff trust me i i think you call it graphic designing (laughs) see i don't even know i don't even know but if you need any of those kinds of things trust me hayden jennings is your man uh if you don't know go check him out i'll have um his his instagram link to in the bio of this podcast just check out his work his previous work and just check out his swag as a human being and in any case i yeah that's 
that's enough dick riding on my boy <laughs> so guys welcome to the book before i continue before i stop there i just want to actually tell a quick story about hayden and about this podcast and why he was the um the go-to person in mind when i thought about doing this podcast or i thought about like branding about this podcast obviously when i started as you guys know i literally uh got kind of called i I was called a bitch (laughs) by someone who knew i i had the ambitions of doing a podcast and had everything that i needed all the equipment i just hadn't hit record and i was called a bitch and i was like i ain't no bitch (laughs) so i did the podcast i i did episode one and from episode one like after hitting record i already like i don't know if i spoke about this in the first episode i don't think i did but i didn't have any like name logo anything like that even in the works even in the ideas so it was kind of like okay well everything was done on the fly and when i say that obviously it's taken about three months or so to really get an identity and it's still being crafted but um as soon as i realized that i needed somebody to do this for me he was the first person that came to mind and the reason for this was 20 i think you can call it 2017 must have been 2017 it was 2017 towards the end of the year 2017 uh i meet hayden like we we had known about or uh you know when you hear like oh uh bobo i i'd heard his name he had heard my name and we rolled in similar circles at the time we just hadn't met and we meet and this is in my heyday or of um, shenanigans. Let's call it that, because we will go into detail on what these shenanigans were um, in a later podcast. Today is not the day, but anyway, I'm in my shenanigans. And basically, at this and this at this time, I am at an event. We are at an event, and I'm drunk as fuck. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, like, I'm I'm on one in all ways, <laughs> and we start chatting and. <laughs> I don't know how it comes up, but hip hop comes up, and I tell this man I'm a rapper, and <laughs> or rather I can rap, and he doesn't even take me seriously for a second. He just chuckles, like he starts, he starts dying, like nah, nigga. <laughs> I think he even spat out his his drink, <laughs> and I was like, my boy, I'm I'm dead serious, and I start spitting some bars, and <laughs> he like at first. He hears like a uh, like a second, and he's like, "My boy, are you really gonna rap at me right now?" <laughs> <laughs> like you, you see those memes with the guy like you, you're chilling, <laughs> you're chilling at a club, and someone's in your ear rapping. That was me, basically. <laughs> and I'm doing this, and eventually he actually listens, and he's like, "Yo, dog, you actually no, he doesn't even." He doesn't even phrase it to me in a complimentary way, although there was a compliment hidden in there. But he's like, okay, bruh, so what are you doing with this ability? Because you have ability, but what are you doing with it? And I'm uh, I'm looking at him like, uh, you know, like, I, I've recorded some stuff. Okay, so have I heard it some stuff? Or can I, where can I click to, to hear some stuff? Like, uh, he's like, okay, so you're playing still. All right, well, when you're done playing and you actually record some shit, Hit me up, I'll do your 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 branding or your your cover art, whatever. But he tells it to me 
as a challenge, not as a favor. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you do it and I do it. But it's all on you. I do mine. You you get what I mean? So that stuck with me, bro. And that was 20, 2017 at the end of the year. And although I have recorded at times um, throughout the time, and that's actually what I bought most of this equipment for and what I'm still currently doing. But in any case, um, he sends me another message. Like a bit, oh, the next time I see him, he's like, still haven't sent me anything. Nah, this guy. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, and eventually I do send him some shit and we get some feedback going or whatever. But in any case, the main reason that I went directly to this man is that um, you need people like that that aren't gonna cut the bullshit or that are gonna tell you to cut the bullshit that aren't gonna like uh play nice with their words um that are really gonna tell you what you need to hear and are not gonna sugarcoat it and really get to the nitty-gritty or not even the nitty-gritty just the meat of what needs to be said and i have told him this but it was it's just you know podcasts are for this just to tell stories about shit and this is an this is the reason why he was chosen as well as the fact that none of his work that i've ever seen is whack everything that i've ever seen by this guy from toy toy uh posters to um shenanigans posters to um what's it called the nut factory or nut macadamia or some kind of nuts branding that he did um uh to all the super sports stuff that he does nonetheless this man is very accomplished in what he does and hayden i am very grateful that you did this for me thank you in any case as we were getting into this podcast i was telling you guys about my fears of load shedding and you know how as south africans we all live in fear of load shedding like load shedding is is imminent at all times even when we think we good like think about uh call it around march last year march around this time last year when the lockdown happened we were in load shedding and we were all like hacked and then um covid came (laughs) and saved us from load shedding (laughs) fucked up but that's the truth it actually did save us from load shedding because if you actually look at like some graphs and obviously i did so because as much as i don't plan for this thing i plan a little and um in my planning i was looking at uh some load shedding graphs and just like i was just thinking to myself like man like just like i was thinking more so the history of load shedding and like why we accept it and like what like like what what who's actually what i was thinking is whose fault is it and before i get there because i don't have a definitive answer for you but before i get there i was looking at last year and it's funny how as i said load shedding kind of saved us uh, oh, not load shedding. Uh, COVID kind of saved us because so many businesses were shut down. Our economy was shut down. So obviously at a massive cost that obviously if you weigh the cost versus benefit analysis, it's not worth it. It wasn't worth it. But at the same time, yeah, we had electricity, but some people couldn't pay for electricity. You get me. So goods and bads. But in any case, um, yeah, load shedding. Uh, oh, yes. So I was thinking about the... Um, whose fault is load shedding so obviously simple uh if you look at it simplistically it's the anc's fault they should have prepared better if they weren't stealing and looting then we would um have a functioning um electricity or energy provider a providing service or service provider whatever you want to call them um 
And 100% Like I can't deny you In any sense there But I wanted to think Or I started thinking When was load shedding first Ever implemented in South Africa And the first time load shedding was implemented Was 2008 I'm not going to say exactly when Because I can't remember And uh, yeah But it was was implemented in 2008 And if you think about it 2008 was um, the year that we kind of consider if I, if i'm correct and i could be wrong but it's the year that we kind of consider um our 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 government for falling into free fall and the reason for that oh wait a second so it was 2009 <laughs> so it was implemented in 2008 and 2008 at that time uh Khalima Motlanti was our president and uh, it was just after um uh Tabo Mbeki I think it might have been implemented towards the back end of Tabo Mbeki's um uh presidency but at the time he was having his own fight for power within the ANC and I'm not going to get into a deep deep dive into the ANC's political uh history but obviously we know that he 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 was in a in a fight for power with 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 Jacob Zuma and he actually lost that fight and when he um step down is that what he called what you call it step down walk away i can't remember what they called it at the time tabo mbeki or not tabo mbeki uh trevor Noah had a joke about it that was mad funny <laughs> what was it called um uh daywalker oh yeah I, I still have to watch that thing again i haven't watched it in so long i want to see if it's still as funny as it was but um yeah tabo mbeki um stepped down Khalim Mutlanji came into presidency and if we call because Jacob Zuma at this time was the president of the um of the ANC so you can kind of tell that this was his point at uh, this it was he was the unofficial president of our country um and that is kind of so if you think about it basically what i'm trying to say is that you can't put the the blame solely on jake zuma and his presidency however you can say as i've just said that um they did us no favors in their looting of our nation uh but this seems to this seems to have been an issue that was brewing and um imminent even before that if that makes sense so that made me think okay so Tabo Mbeki was president from 1999 to 2004 um in his presidency was this not a uh priority and I've always known um that the ANC's primary mandate has always been obviously um BEE and affirmative action and just making sure that the injustices of the past are re are addressed and we we find ourselves in an equitable um society which is kind of strange being is that they've stolen everything and <laughs> but in any case i'm not going to get into that we think about um so it's been that and it's been education those have been the primary things at the forefront and maybe that's been posturing for the society but if you think about even the budgets uh the national budgets they've always put an emphasis on service delivery and um service delivery and what's the other thing called that i just spoke about uh education and um what's it called man uh affirmative action bee so my thoughts were 
did this presidency both Thabo Mbeki's presidency and Mandela's presidency Mandela was also a one-term president if you remember so there's not much that he could have I mean it's not to say that one term you can't do much and in in all honesty we must remember that he did a lot because he was the first um he was the first democratically elected president and before that we actually had state presidents who were the mp bras and i'm not even going to get into those bras because we can go like i'm not even going to give them any credit like i'm 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 not helen zilla here i'm not trying to say what well, guys you know like before <laughs> Nah, nah, not gonna get none of that from me, Ellen Zilla. You crazy? <laughs> uh, but you, you, she, she makes me laugh. And in actuality, I kind of respect how she, uh, um, what's the word? How she uh, hoodwinked, or I don't know, like swept the rug under. Um, now I'm thinking, oh, Musi Maimani's. Um, uh rule of the da if he ever ruled the da and i think he's got to be asking himself that same question i didn't want to get down this political uh lane that i'm in but we're here now and in any case i was saying that you can't place the blame for our uh energy crisis uh solely on the anc or jacob zuma's anc becky's anc got to take a bit of the heat uh, Mandela's ANC I'm gonna give Mandela a pass Because like Yeah I'm giving Mandela a pass And then The NP As much as I want to Put like All the blame on them Fact of the matter is Like how I looked at it Was I thought about this Okay um, Had they Not Been such dickheads And had their racist policies they would have built an energy system or infrastructure that would have been able to cater to all to all portions of south africa equally and equitably and we would have all had electricity in theory but at the same time we were developing we are still a developing nation so even if we had an equitable and first and foremost there's no developing nation that has equitable wealth distribute distribution not as badly as ours is but nonetheless um it was it was always going to be an uphill battle for a developing nation to be able to provide energy to all of its citizens i get that however the infrastructures that they built in place were only to satisfy the the wealthies in energy and obviously people will come to me and tell me oh but uh they invested more money in the budget there was more money in the budget spent on black people yeah but the per capita meaning per head um spending was way out of truth and i'm not even going to get into a debate on that like who would i be debating me <laughs> nah but were you wrong because <laughs> my <aunt. laughs> anyway anyway so yeah um, i don't have a definitive answer on who's to blame it just sucks that you know like at any given moment <laughs> this could be over with <laughs> and i think i'd be good no, nah, I wouldn't be good, bro. This battery's gonna die. <laughs> um, but in any case, um, yeah, our country, man, our country, and our countrymen. And by the way, that bra who's who's the CEO of uh, of Escom? Who? What's his name? Andre the writer, the writer. <laughs> yeah, he's he's being accused of of racism. But I liked what he said 
like apart from the racism i mean i don't know if he's racism he's being accused and there's a probe going on and he's vehem vehemently vehemently i keep saying this wrong and someone keeps correcting me (laughs) vehemently he's vehemently denied this and um we like we gotta we gotta let the, the 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 process the legal process play out. I don't know if he's racist or not. What I did like is him saying like, "Yo, I want the money from the municipalities for for um for, for electricity mispayments." And my own understanding, like just on a personal basis of how like our municipalities are mishandling funds. There's actually an interesting like just on while we're on this corruption thing. An interesting point was raised to me uh, by a listener who's out there in the in the Europe's, <laughs> and he was telling me about the country that he lives in, and he was telling me that in their country, um, everybody who every anybody can see their neighbor's salary, like wealth uh, or salary or uh, wage transparency is a big thing in that country. And he says that it really works. It works to keep people honest. It works to keep people humble. And all, I don't know. Maybe rather let me keep it honest. Because that's what he, that's what we spoke about. And he was like, yo. Like, I think it would be as simple as an, uh, like the corruption issue. Like, we don't even have to go into the the nitty gritties of fixing um, our, our, uh, or bringing our, what's it called? Our, like, record keeping, um all that stuff like taking our state-owned enterprises and 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 government entities and government like people out of the dark ages and bring them into that that was my solution bring them into the digital uh, the digital era where there's things like blockchain where you cannot hide like you can but you they aren't sophisticated enough to hide (laughs) they will be fun and blockchain obviously as we know um would mitigate a lot of the corruption but he was like yo simply put if we see every cent that they make and how they make it and where all this money is going um we we get to see it then you cannot tell me that like the whole malema thing a few years ago where um he had like a big ass house and bigger car whatever i can't remember they did the details but he was on like a 20 grand salary and let me tell you this i've earned 20 grand <laughs> malema was on some bullshit <laughs> And we'll get to him in a second because I actually want to give him some flowers in this episode. Um, actually, we'll get to him yeah, uh, in a second, actually, still. Because the next topic I wanted to speak about was the, the um, protest, the student protest, which was actually like taken right in front of me. So I just want to start off with uh, wishing my condolences um, to the family of Utokozisi in Dumba um a master's graduate a recent master's graduate who was shot and killed um in the streets of bram after leaving his doctor's appointment um and just getting caught in the crossfire not even crossfire the police were shooting at unarmed students uh with rubber bullets and from close i i think it was rubber bullets i i, I actually like maybe i should have research this uh more but i didn't want to read about as i normally don't i don't want to read about the gory details um i'm also wanted to read about the, the man himself and from his um his family's 
words like his brother was speaking i think his name was senele senele and he was speaking about his his older brother and how um he he was like the the role model the pillar of their family like he he would tell his brothers to go to school if they were gaining weight to tell them to lose a bit of weight you know to be healthy not to look good or whatever he would tell them to get married like um all the things that you know you you treasure and you want in a man like as i said he was just a master graduate and as someone who's attempting to <clears throat> go down the same path in terms of education and just the the morals as i was saying like earlier that our parents were raised on the they fought for education like you you all know 1976 um and for one of its champions one of our champions as men like i never met him you never met him but you can hear the kind of person that he was just from his family and just for i mean his colleagues were saying he was a celebrated towns planner like he was he was for lack of a better word he was the shit as a human being and as a man as a father i, I don't know actually if he was a father but as a husband like the the greatest mark of a husband or for me and i'm not a husband i you know what i mean but like when a husband advocates to his brothers and sisters and children and people when he tells them you guys need to get married i'm telling you this thing of the streets and whatever it's not it's not life like this is life where i have this i have this woman that i go like i wake up she's there i go to sleep she's there i'm there as well we together we in this thing together like do you like i like i'm sure he probably would have gotten his masters but without his wife but with her support i'm sure that it helped and you know like i don't like that that kind of shit saddened me like i wasn't even angry or whatever and then slowly I got a bit more angry and I wasn't like I when I speak about the student protest I'm more so speaking towards um this death because like the idea that students are protesting for we we protest for it 20 2015 2016 uh we protested for, protested for it. we got shot with rubber bullets the f- idea of or not the idea but I think right now like at that time we were just hot for with um and i'm saying we as a part of the movement like i was nowhere near being leadership or whatever i was being led and i was very happy to be led because i didn't understand it as well that why like as members of the society who are really trying to become productive we're trying to find a way we were and i'm speaking about at the at that time when i was an undergrad and we were just trying to find a way to be a productive member of society to com- to to contribute to uh, to a better south africa and for the theft and for all kinds of reasons in our economy and in our in our in our yeah in our economy it felt like students were getting the brunt of it we were getting unreasonable fee increases and that was the thing had the fees increased at a normal rate or as at a rate that they normally increase by probably wouldn't have had any 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 um any protests but it was like they were taking the piss out of us like hey you guys don't want to do shit so here you go boom mad increase and that triggered an event that still were feeling 
uh, the reverberations of. And right now, from my understanding, oh, actually, not even from my understanding, I do actually understand this. They are protesting for the fact that students are not being allowed to register if they have outstanding debt now. Reasonably speaking, if you owe something, you pay it. Otherwise, you cannot use those services. 100%. However, we're, taking, we're not taking into consideration what these debts are for, how they were accumulated, and who is being excluded. Now, if you're telling me a student who... Um, is not taking his studies seriously, is being excluded for not paying student debts and things of that sort. Um, it's way more understandable. But I, like a student who is really killing his studies and not being able to to register, that is that is a that is a tough pill to swallow as a student and as a society. I believe like that's it's not something something we should back or be be behind and obviously um the universities and um like people are trying to rectify this issue but perhaps as a student it may not be happening quick enough or it may not be satisfactory to hear we're working on it when you know classes are going on and people are moving forward with their careers and their uh, academic aspirations so you get what i mean it's kind of a situation where yo like if they can study why can't i i'm the top student no you can't because you haven't paid well nah 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 we're all going through a pandemic my boy like i can't pay because a lot of people can't pay a lot of people can't like like let alone school fees and things of that sort so I don't know man i kind of like i'm behind the students is basically what i want to say um i hope the police who killed mtokozisi and dumba uh get what's coming to them and also when i say that i do mean that um the democratic uh system should take its take its uh, take its place i cannot condemn these officers i wasn't there and i don't know what happened however if they did act in in inhumanely in their actions then i think the ball should toll for them in the way that it should i don't know if i use that or that analogy correctly but i wanted to speak as well just about um i heard i i, I saw malema um paying his respects to to um tokozisi and tumba's family and afterwards speaking to the press for a second now when he spoke to them i won't lie he did some grandstanding uh well not grandstanding what did he got in his soapbox but when he spoke about uh mtokozisi like his i don't like you know you can never really tell with the politician especially somebody as charismatic and as good with words as malema um you can never tell where the sincerity begins and where the uh, manipulation or where, where the manipulation begins you know what i mean but if i'm judging purely on his words i don't think he's put one foot one toe wrong like you know when you're hearing somebody speak and like black people know this very well where you're hearing and you're just like mm, mm. yeah 
uh, that's all I was doing, man. And like his, he was taking sh- shots at the ANC, taking shots at Big Kelly, taking shots at uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, taking shots at them all. Cyril Ramaphosa, he was saying, how can a murderer, like, how do you expect, what do you expect from a government who elects a murderer as their president? And I was like, hold, like, it's a bar. It's a bar. And then, uh, big, uh, big, 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 <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my mother's dry as hell. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was talking, he was saying that, uh, he, uh even big, 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 <laughs> just allow me, my mother's dry as hell. <laughs> How he was, um, speaking about, speaking about police. Uh, oh no how uh in the pandemic uh or not in the pandemic but more so in the like heavy lockdown how he was speaking down on black people on tv and just in person or whenever uh he arrived at an event where maybe black people were um uh behaving in not a social distancing manner and how he'd arrive there and speak to black people like they were children and speak down to them whereas when he was in cape town and the dudes the white guys were having beach parties and whatever when they weren't supposed to he went there like when they weren't wearing masks and he went there and like politely asked like yo so you guys don't like masks or whatever and it was just the parallel of that it reminds me of like the pick and pay like um teller that will give you all the not just pick and pay like just in general and black people will know exactly what i mean here but when you're talked down to because they see you as one of them and we are don't get it twisted we are all brothers and sisters we're black people we're african people and i'm not just saying black people i'm saying people in general however it's when you talk down to me or you don't give me a certain amount of respect because we're all of we're all uh, you don't treat me like a customer which is fine but then treat everybody like that when the white person comes in don't treat them like they're a customer because you associate them with like a preconceived notion of wealth or of fear even because of a birthday and like how you know what i mean like i don't know where it comes from i've never been in those shoes and maybe i can't speak about it but it just like it it rang the same bell and i don't know like my lemon knows how to like he knows how to trigger me and not trigger me in like an angry way but trigger me in a way that he taps into the things that i don't like about the society that i live in and he portrays to be the answer and it reminds me i think i i say this a lot about people who have this impact it reminds me about what how how you read about these very charismatic leaders of the past but my adolf hitler um julius caesar genghis khan all of these people who managed to rally their people for a common cause through their charisma and just their presence as human beings and also their understanding of human nature like that was the thing about hitler he understood the worst parts about human beings in a way that he manipulated people who may have gone on to be good people in a way that he tapped into their fear their anger they like all of that base horrible stuff in people and you weaponized it so i'm gonna leave that there but as i said again rest in peace to mtokozisi and dumba and please to all the students protesting and everybody involved in the protest be safe and uh, I wish you well and I wish it a peaceful and um, equitable 
uh, end to this 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 saga. And also Blade and Jumandi. Fuck off, bro. Sick and tired of this guy, bro. Then, then like the sooner I don't see this guy ever again, the better. <laughs> In any case, um, yeah, man. So what what was next? What was next? What was next? Oh yes. So next up is the musical project of the week. And you guys know that this this is definitely my favorite part of the podcast. Like without a doubt. Without a like it's just the greatest. So this week I'm actually moving away from uh like I've been I won't lie on a very hip hop kind of and that's the thing like i it's the the musical project of the week is what i've been listening to a lot it's always uh the projects that i'm listening to the most at that time and currently um i have been in a more i don't know mellow i wouldn't say mellow but yeah mellow mellow or trying to just center myself again i have felt a bit off kilter of late um nothing 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 major but just as a human being sometimes you feel like you're tilting one way or another and not really at your center and i find that lo-fi uh normally brings me back to my center um it's the kind of stuff that i write music to in any case so um it's always it i think it just taps into like emotions um that i like associate with being a kid like it's just that mac miller brings up as well like just that kind of and obviously kid kids you get haha but anyway um just that kind of feeling of i don't know just like that floaty feeling like i don't like you just like i don't know it's a warm feeling inside and lo-fi really hits me like that and there's an album specific that's been um lo-fi is very hard to listen to in isolation if you know what i mean like you can't really play one album on repeat but when i do listen to lo-fi this is an album that i normally go directly to and it is called body and soul by sign so sign is a french um i want to say producer because like that's what he is so yeah he's a french producer and his music is just like the like if i had a soundtrack to my life it would be made by sign so it's spelled c-y-g-n yes <laughs> thought i might have gotten that wrong <laughs> spelled c-y-g-n um and it is really an amazing it feels like um it feels like a love love story but like a love story like i don't know like not like all all like romeo and juliet about the love story but more more like like pizza and chilling like with the love story kind of shit like you know like like netflix and chill but really netflix and chill <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know <I> mean? <laughs> you can see this is towards the end of the podcast i'm getting silly but yeah that you know that netflix and chill like really max out ain't got no makeup on and i'm talking about me because don't get it twisted i am i am beautiful <laughs> So yeah, uh, Body and Soul, listen to it, sign, link will be in the bio, maybe, I don't know, I'm still deciding if this should be a regular thing, like links in the bio, and if links in the bio, why Spotify, I don't know, I don't fuck with Spotify, personally, I'm in a one year, like, um, uh, what's it called, like, that thing that you sign up for, the subscription, uh, because, like, I don't know, I just felt like I, I would be committed to them in this way, 
but the more I've done more research and shit, I feel like at the end of this one year subscription, which will be soon enough, like in the next one, two months, I will be moving on to title. Main reason is um credits. Like I'm somebody who really like if I like if I'm listening to something. I want to know who is a part of this and I don't want to just know who is the producer like a broad name like this was the producer I want to know who was involved in the production who made down the drums who did this yeah so um title apparently has full credits full album credits and apparently uh, better sound quality that is yet to be seen but it's also double the price so we will see if that move ends up happening but as of now we are at the end of the podcast guys it is it is always it is always a pleasure being here and kicking with you guys you know regular schmegular shit (laughs) um if you've listened up until this point i really fuck with you you know this and until the next time i bid you adieu and i will see you soon